Hello, and welcome to the Designing with Love podcast. I am your host, Jackie Pellegrin, where my goal is to bring you information, tips, and tricks as an instructional designer. Hello, GCU students and alumni. Welcome to episode 13 of the Designing with Love podcast. In today's episode, I have the opportunity to talk with Sean Sullivan, who is my director for the department that I work in. Welcome, Sean, to the episode today. Thanks for having me, Jackie. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So, Sean, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Yes. I'm uh, I'm uh, 46 years old. <laughs> I live in Gilbert, Arizona, um, and I've been... Uh, you know, teaching, teaching as my background, obviously, for, uh, oh, let's say the last uh, 15 years or so. But I got into instructional design uh, probably back in 2013. And, um, you know, I, I, I saw that as a, a real opportunity for uh, where education was going to be headed, especially with a lot of the, the technologies that were just starting to be introduced at that time. So uh, I thought that that would be a really good area to get into. I was teaching science at the time. Uh, I got my master's in instructional design. And uh, then what I, you know, I started applying to different places. And I really uh, was planning on, at the time, working for ASU. Uh, mm -hmm. So I applied to ASU and I applied to, and I saw that there was a, a job posting at GCU at the same time. And I was like, well, I'll give that a shot. Why not? But you know, at the time it was like, I'm 100% going to be working for ASU. Um, and I got interviews at both places. And when I interviewed at GCU, there was just something different about that place. Uh, that's Jackie, you'll remember that was back when we were in the old building, uh, yes. uh, 66 over at 27th Avenue. And, mm -hmm. uh, but it was just, it was such a great environment and it changed my mind completely. And I ended up, uh, turning down ASU and, and, uh, taking the GCU offer and the rest is history. Wow, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's kind of a similar experience I had. I was thinking I was going to work somewhere else and then got the interview there at GCU and I thought, hmm, something's different here. I really like it. So that's kind of interesting how you and I had both that similar kind of feeling and experience. So that's that's pretty exactly. neat. Great. And so you've been with you've been with uh, the same co company and also the same department just as long as I have just about. So that's great. Yeah. Started, uh, started in 2015. Okay, great. Yep. So not too long after me. So you're approaching, approaching nine years, I think coming up, right. Yep. Or just, yeah, that's cool. So you I mentioned earlier, you're a director. So what does that entail? Um, because you started off, as you said, in, as an instructional designer then you moved into the, as I know, the manager role and now director. So can you kind of talk us through like uh, what that was like for you and even just what you do now as a director, just day in and day out? Yeah, um, well, the, the director for our department, so for curriculum design and development, it's really to have just a unified focus and uh, try to bring some consistency to our design and development processes and practices as well. So uh, that's a big part of my job is um, looking at the current landscape of education and figuring out where we need to put our attention. And, and obviously, this will come as no surprise to you. Uh, right now, we're doing a lot of things with AI, right? We're, we're really right. researching AI and we're researching a lot of new uh, 
um, educational technologies and different platforms that are being offered from different vendors and publishers to try to make sure that our curriculum stays on the cutting edge and that it's uh, you know up to date with the demands of industry. And that's really what what it's all about is we want to prepare our students to be successful in their career fields. So we're constantly looking for ways to update our curriculum uh, to not only the newest standards of industry, but also the newest standards of education to ensure that they can be successful and we teach them effectively. And really, I think that's where, you know, having that that background as an instructional designer has served me well, is, uh, you know, really having an understanding of technologies and, and how they can be integrated into the curriculum. Um, and, and this is just something that I've always had a passion for, and and uh, and I believe that all instructional designers, to some degree, you know, have that same passion for uh, being on that cutting edge of technology and looking for the most effective ways to bring content to our students. So um, I, I think that background's really served me well. But that that's really the purpose of what I'm trying to do now. That's great. Yeah. So you've been able to really move into uh, being an instructional designer, then manager and now director and even use what you've, uh, what you did as an instructional designer, even today, right. In your role. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah and I mm-hmm. still think of myself as an instructional designer. Right. <laughs> you know, that never goes that, away. That never changes. So to right. this day, you know, I, I, when I talk to yourself and the other IDs, I always say we, and, you know, as instructional designers, we need to Right. Uh, and, and that's like you said, it just never goes away. So once yeah. an instructional designer always it comes a part of you. Yeah, that's yep. great. Yeah. So I think you touched on this already, but is there any um, more information you wanted to expand on, on how you became interested in the field and um, in this industry that um, in, in instructional design in general? What kind of was that that aha moment for you where you thought this is what I want to do um, for a career and, and things like that? Yeah, I think just being in in the field of education and as a teacher, um, we would get a lot of different lessons or we would see the types of lessons that we needed to teach. And I just noticed at the time there was always um, a need for improvement with those lessons and and the curriculum and, um, you know, some of the ways that things were being taught. And and I would just think of, well, we should do it this way or, you know, oh, I'd love to show the, the, the students a video on this instead of just lecturing them or you know, here's an activity that they could do. And so I started thinking of ways to uh, improve the curriculum. And that's really when I got into, you know, wanting to do something with actually designing the curriculum and and being an instructional designer. Um, And then, you know, again, like I said, I always had a passion for technology and and ways to leverage that in the the classroom. I remember using uh, smart boards in the classroom, you know, and and that was cutting edge at the time. So, uh, but I was all in on those types of things and looking for, you know, what's the latest advancement in, in ways that we can improve learning uh, and assessment for our students. So that's really what drove me to get into the field is, is looking for those ways to improve the curriculum and ways to uh, design instruction and assessment uh, more effectively and really making those lessons engaging for students. And I think that's the other mm-hmm. big piece of this is you know, it, it, it doesn't matter how great your lesson is if you don't engage your students in it. And right. so figuring out ways to to make it relevant and, and to bring in that real world relevancy um, to those lessons, I think, is a, is a huge part of that as well. Right. Yeah. It's like what what I you know, what I do is you and you are also an instructor as well for GCU. So it's just taking that curriculum that we're given in the online classroom and 
enhancing it, right? And adding to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we don't just take it as it is and just that's it. We're we do more than that. So being able to really uh provide those opportunities to provide that engagement even more. Because if we just take the curriculum as it is, the students aren't gonna really get much out of it as <laughs> as it's written. So Correct. I think it's yeah, I think it's great. You have, to, you have to bring it to life bring it to life and tie it tie it into something that they that they understand and that's relevant to them. So that it's not just some foreign concept, that it's something that's immediately uh, recognizable and relevant to the job that they do every single day. Then you see that engagement. Then it becomes natural. You don't have to try to force it. It, it just right. becomes a part of, of uh, what the students want to learn because they know that they need it. Right. That's so true. And then when they can come back to you after a week and do their assignment and say, wow, I applied this in my job right away. And and that's a great feeling too, because you know that it's not just something that they're going to learn and put on a shelf somewhere. It's going to actually be relevant and they're going to use it right away. So yep. that's good too. Yes. So are there any specific areas in which you're expanding your knowledge and skills in the field since you are still you know, with AI technology and all those things that you've mentioned, are there, besides that, or even if you want to expand on that, are there any other kind of areas where you, you think you're, you're kind of looking to expand in your toolbox, per se? Yeah, always learning. You know, um, it, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the more that you learn one day, there's just that much more you need to learn still the next day. So, uh, even with AI, you know, I do my best to stay up on on the the newest tools and the ways that these tools are being used. You know, I read a lot of articles, uh, I attend a lot of conferences, and I think everyone in the education field should be uh, doing a lot of that. But um, to be honest, there's just so much going on with the world of AI and other types of technologies that are using AI. And and one of the big, um, one of the, I guess the 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 big initiatives right now. That that's beyond just AI is really using adaptive learning technologies, um, and adaptive learning is something that's not new. Right. But I think the the advent of uh, or at least the popularity of AI in using AI to enhance that adaptive learning is new. So it's looking at what's available now to uh, to help personalize that learning for students, so that we have we have platforms and software now that can. Um, that, that can really take stock of where a student is in their current knowledge base and, and then help that student grow and progress to that next level, whatever that level is, because every student's a little bit different. So I think learning about the, uh, the different applications of AI, you know, and, and the different applications of the technologies that use AI is, is something that, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to expand my knowledge of and, and be more aware Um and also the implications of things like tutoring chatbots, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah. th there's a lot of different publishers that are offering that as well. And, and of course, you know, different uh, organizations are developing different types of AI tutoring chatbots. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of promise and potential out there for um, personalizing that experience as well. I've, I've done some work with ChatGPT. Um, both with the written commands and also, you know, for anyone that doesn't know with the, the pro account for ChatGPT, you can now use voice conversations with your uh, mobile platform. So you can actually talk to ChatGPT on your phone and uh, ChatGPT will answer you in a human voice. <laughs> so it's, it's a 
pretty unique experience when you're having a, a full-on conversation with an AI chatbot that sounds very human. But you can train it. You know, for instance, if you give it the instructions that, you know, I want you to act as a tutor for this subject and I want you to increase or decrease the rigor or the complexity of your question based on my response that that shows my depth of knowledge, you can train chat GPT or basically any AI, uh, you know, all of the different ones, Claude or, or Bing chat or, or Google Bard or whatever, a lot of them can be now trained to be that personal learning assistant for you. Um, so that's another thing that's, that's on the horizon. You know, at what point do we turn that over to the student and say, hey, here's some prompts where you can now, as a student, you can train your, your uh, AI tool to work for you however you need it to. So uh, very interesting, but it, it does a great job. And, you know, I had like a five or 10 minute conversation with ChatGPT just testing it out as a tutor. And it was great. And it really did have a conversational style like you would expect from an actual human tutor. Wow, that's pretty neat, Sean. So it takes it beyond, you know, instructors being able to maybe if they don't know as much about a subject or they feel like they can't necessarily help the student to the depth and the breadth that they need to, they can get that that help and that tutoring as well. Wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah, exa- and then maybe exactly. Even and the I think of it just as a, yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and, and as a, you know, we think about things, tools like Khan Academy that have helped students with uh, mm-hmm. those video based resources and explanations where students can turn to, you know, I just see this as, as the next iteration of something like that, where not right. now, not only can you go and see an example of what somebody else has done, you can now provide that interaction from your own uh, perspective and, and ask AI to give you that personalized interaction that, that you want. Um, so, you know, the, the sky's the limit. And, and with AI and all the technologies that are, that are now becoming more popular, I, I just think we're in a very, it's a very exciting time for education. Wow, that's pretty neat. Yeah, because there's only so much we can do as, as instructors or as facilitators. So being able right. to give students that help in the moment that they need it. Because, you know, if a student reaches out through the messages forum, it can sometimes take 24 hours to get a response back. And the student is, if they're working on an assignment and they're in a crunch for time, or they're, say they're at lunch and they really need that answer in the moment, well, they can't wait 24 hours, right? To get that answer. So exactly. Yeah. Being able to have that on demand is really great. So uh, so kind of a follow-up to that, too, um, since you're in a leadership role, are there any specific leadership styles and skills that you find helpful in your daily work uh, as a director? Yeah, again, I think just being very flexible and adaptable and, and always looking for, um, you know, not, not being rigid in your approach because things change so quickly now. We, we have to be ready to adapt and, and, and uh, have that flexibility, even from a leadership position where, um, you know, we may need to change the way that we, uh, we need, we may need to change or alter our process to stay on top of, you know, the, the cutting edge. So I really do think that, you know, for, for a leadership style and, and skill is just having, having that ability to be flexible and adapt to the changes that are, that are constantly coming. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's very important for, universities. It's important for our department. Um, and, and it's something that we just need to embrace. Embrace the change. Right. Yeah. And come alongside the department, everyone there, and 
and help them embrace that, right? As a director. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Let everyone know that it's going to be okay. We're, we're all trying to, to do the best we can. And, yeah. uh, you know, the changes that we're making aren't just for the sake of change. They're for the sake of improvement. We want to make sure that GCU is on the cutting edge, that they are leading in the innovation and uh, in, in offering the best possible curriculum that we can to our students. That's great. Yeah. Nothing better than that. That's for sure. So the final question, and I, uh, this is the one I love to cap it off with because I think students really love this part. So what are some tips and advice you can share with those are, who are currently in the master's program in instructional design at GCU? I think number one is congratulations. Uh, you picked the, the right degree. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a, a great career field. It, it's a it's a great way to enhance your skills regardless of uh, where you are or what you're doing. You know, I think that's something that's so great about the instructional design degree as well is that it has so many different applications. Jackie, you know from the, from the students that we interact with in, in the classes that we teach, uh, students are coming from such a diverse background of in in so many different areas of industry. You know, right. you have you have a lot of students who are teachers, but you also have students who are, um, you know, in in corporate or or business settings where they they need to do they need to uh, figure out ways to structure their training processes for their employees. You have you have students that are de- that are designing things for. Uh, designing trainings or maybe different types of learning for uh, different fields of an industry altogether. So, right. you know, regardless of what type of background you have or what field you're in or what your interests are, instructional design is applicable to so many different things. It's just it's just a wonderful type of degree, and at the same time, it's still kind of a niche degree. Uh, there there just aren't that many um, instructional designers out there based on, well, especially compared to the need. And and I see a, a huge need in our industry for more instructional designers. So, um, you know, to really have that background because instructional design is unique. It's, it's not the same as um, something like, you know, curriculum development, just a, as far as like putting together a syllabus. There's a lot that goes into that. You learn about learning theories. You learn about design theories and multimedia and design principles and all of these things that are so important to so many different aspects of, uh, of learning and training uh, and design. And, and you learn about technology. So uh, it just is such, such a great degree to, to get into and a great field to be a part of. Right. That's so true. Yeah. And you can, I agree, you can go into any industry as well. I even have some students that are former military too that are now in a civilian role. I have one student now that's that's in a civilian role and and does training for the for the soldiers in the army. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And we know that instructional design started in the army in World War II, so that's pretty amazing, isn't it? That's cool. <laughs> right. All right. Um any other advice you want to share with the students um that you can think of? The the only other thing I can think of is just, you know, hang in there. A lot of times the, uh, especially at the beginning, it is challenging when we're learning different types of authoring tools and, uh, you know, there's a lot of different types of technologies and, uh, you know, whether, whether you're using Captivate or, uh, uh, you know, any, any of the other, uh, you know, Adobe type, type, uh, or Articulate or any of the others, there, there's a lot of different tools out there that you might have to learn. And it is a steep 
learning curve at first. There's no doubt about it. Um, and sometimes, especially with, with busy working adults, it, it can get tough, especially at the beginning. Uh, so that's my other piece of advice is just hang in there. It's, it's going to get easier, I promise. Um, what, and once you've learned it and once you've ex- played around with these tools a little bit and you figure them out and how to use them effectively, uh, you're able to use them much quicker. You're able to design things much faster. And uh, you don't have that same learning curve. So now you can work on applying that knowledge that you've learned in the classroom and really making something that you believe is is going to be an effective um, instructional asset, uh, something something that can really help teach these students and, and help them engage with that content. Um, so again, just, just stay with it. It's a great degree program. Uh, GCU did a tremendous job putting this program together. I, I always give that feedback that, you know, I'm so impressed with the, the course content and the way that it, the entire degree program is structured and all of the content within it is so relevant to what we need right now. So, um, right. It, it really is a great degree. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, thank you, Sean, for your insight and giving us some information about yourself, where you are right now, and and just some nice tangible advice for the students. Um, because I have, Absolutely. I do have current students and also alumni that listen to the podcast. So, um, and of course, you know, feel free to share this with your students as well. I'd love to, you know, have that go out to all the students as much as possible. So great. Well, well awesome. thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Jackie. And anytime you'd like to uh, schedule a follow-up, I'm always happy to be here. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this podcast episode today. Please take a moment to like the episode and share it with others so they can learn about this topic as well. Have a great day.